Hello there and welcome to the Outside Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Morbius. My name is Tom, as always, I'm joining my co-host John. The week has finally arrived. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, we just came oh back boy. from seeing this film at the cinema and uh yes it's not it's not not good <laughs> spoilers it's ahead. not good what's yes. the what's the title gonna be i'm uh, just gonna say I've, I've just said that morbius makes no sense because it doesn't make any sense it, like, it doesn't spoilers ahead for everything so you know if you want to see it i, I mean do <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's better to you know if you if you want to know the spoilers because this film is just horrendous it's just it it, it might be worse than crimes of grindelwald if you've not heard of crimes, <laughs> crimes of grindelwald review do that and then hear the other ones but that was literally last week we we thought we thought that we could never get any worse than crimes of grindelwald and we we literally have less than a, a just about a week later like wow i mean just Oh, let's. I don't even know where to okay. start. <laughs> I okay. don't even know where to start. Please think, tell me where do we start? I think we just go from the beginning and then work our way through with cinematography, editing, performance. Um, the, the key elements. The, the key elements. Because the key elements, story wise, <sighs> the story was just so bad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the beginning. This was so weird. At the beginning, we've got M- Morbius. Oh, I can't believe his second name is Morbius. I thought it was. <laughs> It's like a persona for this. <laughs> I thought you knew. There was just this moment when at the end, we were walking back from the cinema and John turns to me and just goes, his second name's Morbius. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. That's, oh, yeah, it's weird. No, I thought it's it was like, a persona name for Morbius. That's a cool like, name. Do, like, you know. do people, because people in the comics, they call him Morbius the Living Vampire. Do people know that it's... That it's Michael Morbius, or do they just not put those two things together? I, I like I, no, because well, I didn't really go for context for this character because I, I never read uh, who he was in the Marvel comics or any of that. But uh, my apologies if you're <laughs> hardcore Morbius fans. Uh, I'm sorry if you're the biggest Morbius like, fans <laughs> are listening. Yeah, so at the beginning, we're just getting a strange introduction into the film. He just lands the helicopter in Puerto Rico, I think, and yeah, I think he is, just yeah. goes, "Hey." Don't go after dark. <laughs> he just says that. He just like says that. It has nothing to do with anything. And then we thought this was going to be like a good introduction to Morbius and like what it's going to do. But well, we thought that scene was going to be in for later. But now it's just there. Yeah, it starts. It starts in the modern day with him finding the bats or something. And then it cuts to 25 years earlier and it tells the story of Michael Morbius and his best friend Milo. And then it cuts to the present day. So we've gone from the present day to the past, so back to the present day. And then they just tell the story, but they leave out the whole bit in Puerto Rico from the beginning. So yeah. the whole time, I thought that this beginning segment would be like how he got his powers. Yeah. Apparently not. No. And the way that he's got his powers was just so underwhelming. Like, yeah, you know, how, you know, superheroes or supervillains, like, find out what the power is. It's from bat blood. Yeah, uh, he literally, uh, he even transforms off screen. We don't even get, like, a big moment where he transforms. No. They just kind of, they're like, oh, where's Michael gone? Uh, this is uh, Martin. Uh, his friend and like an, a, another like a mercenary <laughs> and the two of them walk in and they're like and then 
Morbius is just on the ceiling and just begins to wreck stuff up in a very yeah. underwhelming way. Like none of the action in this really hits at all. No, no. And the way it's it's funny because this is the same universe as Venom. And Venom had a great introduction to you know, you know, like the powers and everything that yeah. had and a great introduction. That's one of the best scenes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best scenes. But Morbius. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, hey guys, I've got my powers now. So it's like getting getting the powers from Bat Blood. And it's so strange. You know, like when he's in the lab and you get see the bats, you're like, oh, where did that come from? But then he's like, oh no, no, I got those bats from Puerto Rico. I was like, oh. So I didn't why? even see, I didn't even pick up on that. It wasn't until you told me that I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Sure. I, I guess. Yes. It's, it's so strange the, the editing the, oh my god it's so inconsistent it, it really is the whole thing that... is completely nonsensical like after he goes about on his killing spree i want to point out the whole time he's fully clothed and the first thing he does when he transforms back from the vampire into regular self is he takes off his like his his shirt to reveal his beautiful strong body he looks at himself in the mirror and then picks up another shirt a shirt that was just randomly on this boat that they're in why are they on a boat i don't I think don't... that's even explained uh, uh, wait, like... wait yeah that's the most confusing bit i thought that the boat was heading to that island in the you know in the opening scene i thought that was yes. gonna be it me too but no where was it going in the first place where i don't know it doesn't make any sense i was really expecting okay so they're gonna like find these they need these bats and so they go and find like they just completely f- forget about that and don't mention it again there's a lot of stuff in the, in the opening that they really forget about like he obviously he's a doctor and he's trying to cure other people with his condition so there's this young girl called Anne who he's kind of treating at the beginning and they have to put her into a medically induced coma and we really don't see anything from Anne after like the opening section I don't think we do anyway, do we? I don't know. I thought that was going to be his like driving force, you know, like he's trying to keep his motivation towards, you know, how to save the people. You know, he's a doctor and he wants to save Anne. But Anne just is just not there anymore. Just okay. Right. Um, We can can only assume that Anne died off screen. uh, Oh, (laughs) she's dead now. Oh, man. And it's, oh, it, 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 and it's not a great chair that says the doctor. He's like, okay, thank you, doctor. He spends more time in this film telling people he's a doctor and making like origami things out of paper yeah, than he does okay. like being an actual doctor. It's like you would think this is there's this brilliant bit in the, the opening I, I, where Milo, his friend, is like hooked up into like a machine. <laughs> And the machine starts to malfunction and Milo, he starts flatlining. So he's going to die. And so Morbius, he, he, he quit. He thinks really fast and he, <laughs> he gets a pen, takes the spring out of it. And bearing in mind, he's about like 14 here. And he opens up the machine and he uses this spring to fix it. And it's like this 14 year old, they even say this, like you're more clever than the scientists who made this, this like machine. And it's like, is he though? Because is he though? Really, there's only one other scene in the film where he is like clever, kind of like where he's like building this machine uh, in this new lab oh, that yeah. he finds. But it's, it's such a weird oh. scene. 
oh yeah, I just remembered about that scene. You know, like he just goes and finds a very secret area, and he just goes in, and just like, hey guys, I'm not the bad guy, but I'm just gonna walk in and uh, just uh, take this lab, and like, oh, okay. And the the character of Morbius is just so he's nothing. I'm he really sorry, is he's nothing. Like, the performance, like. Jared Leto gives him like nothing. Like there's like there are a couple of moments where he's charming, but other than that, like he kisses the love interest, a kiss that comes out of absolutely nowhere. Like it's completely out of the blue. He's just so, like nothing. Like as a doctor, we see like no emotional ball. Like as from the performance, like he's trying to do this cure, and his Jared Leto's like, oh, you found out the bats. You found out uh, you you uh oh and. It just reminds me of that Joker. Somehow he did the performance of Joker better than Morbius. I don't know how he. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that. We don't even get a sense that because there's a moment where one of his colleagues is killed by the villain, and we'll get to the villain. Oh, yeah. But Morbius like does not. He like talks about how like they worked together for years, and he doesn't show any kind of grief that his like his friend has died. He's so self-centered. He really doesn't like you know, show any care for anyone, even like when it's his best friend who's like, oh, I, I really need this cure and you're not giving it to me. He's just like, no, fuck you. Like, and that could be an interesting character point. Like they could explore the fact that he's really self-centered, doesn't care about anyone. It could be in a character arc that he, you know, learns to care. No, that is not at all what, like that's not what happens in the slightest. He just doesn't go through any arc. No, literally there's no arc apart from one, the villain. Does he have an arc? No, no, kind of. I don't know. I mean, the villain has the the benefit of being just the best part of the film, hands down. Yes, hands down. We'll talk about the villain in a bit. But in the love interest between Morbius and Martin is just nothing. There's nothing about it. It's like, we're, we're going to fall in love, I guess. We're going to kiss each other. Like, that was so random. Like It was a very weird scene. He was like, come, come here. And he just kisses it. It's like... All right, bit of like weird way to do it, but sure, I guess it was just so confusing. Just all the routes yeah. that they take, like, and they don't really have that much chemistry. I don't really know why she cares for him so much. Like, no, I don't. I don't. You could really argue care. that because he's all helpless at the beginning, but even then, like, there's not really much to them. You know, the, the thing about like the artificial blood, like that is just there for the film. Like, it doesn't really give out. You know emotional poor i mean there were some characters that like oh thank you doctor your blood has helped me in afghanistan i think tyree's character yeah. says that yeah but there wasn't really like amazing about the artificial blood unless they showed it or something but it's just like showed at the awards at the you know at the beginning of the film like ah oh, uh, morbius uh, thank you for your uh, artificial blood it has helped more times than penicillin like oh okay so there's isn't really nothing right. special about the character. And like Yeah, that um, that that scene in the so I think it's the first scene after we get like the childhood scenes and yeah. we see that Morbius is going to get an award and it it cuts away to the to like the next day and the girl Anne, the little girl is saying to him, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't give you didn't get the award. I can't believe you you like insulted the the king and queen of Sweden." And it's just like, why wouldn't you show us that? That feels like a character trait that they completely ditched of him 
you know, disliking people because, you know, like they're kind of trying to profit off his, of, of him trying to save lives. It just, it was just very strange that they just introduced that for one scene oh. and then didn't do anything with it. Do you remember that? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't really hear what was going on because it's kind of kind of hard what they're saying because of like really deep accents. I I don't know. Like yeah, Jared I don't know. He's, he's he's given a very like whispery performance. And then after the vampire is like um, Morbius, so yeah, it's so yeah. With like, there's no remorse about the character that just dies. She just gets killed randomly it's not really shown like why she's killed yeah yeah that was a weird scene where it was like it's it's horror and stuff it was actually proper horror actually that was really good like the lights like how they did that but then then again yeah that, that, that did get a jump scare out of me oh really yeah it made me jump yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 <laughs> maybe I saw you just like maybe moved a muscle, like your arms. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I just yeah. I, I was sitting there just like with the pain. I think the pain was like numbing me from the jump scares. <laughs> I was just like, oh, good horror. To be good fair, horror. it was just it was just that one. That was the only scene where they tried to do something really horror kind of oriented. Well, the action in general, the action was really really bland. It was so incredible. They kept on doing this whole like. Zack Snyder 300, <laughs> like slow motion into like normal speed. It was just a, a strange device used in some really, really boring action scenes that didn't have anything interesting to them. It's so bizarre, like what they've done with the CGI. Well, the CGI was good, but it was just like the fights, like it was so underwhelming. Like there was one chase thing was when uh, oh Jared Leto was on... Um, like running away from the FBI and getting on the roof. And then he was just wobbling off, just like about to fall off the roof because I think he just got the air. Oh, yeah, it's not really fully explained about, you know, the air, just like helps yeah, I think Morbius the idea- to fly. It's yeah, the like- idea is that it carry- carries him, but he's on he's on this building. And, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, first of all. He, he like jumps up the building and it's like, I don't know, maybe like 10 floors and Tyrese takes the stairs and manages to get there as fast as Morbius, who is literally just jumping like four, four, four floors at a time. But it's like he reaches the edge and he, he literally has like a the biggest wobble ever. And then Tyrese is there with a gun. And it's just like, wh- why aren't you going to disarm him? Like you have powers. Why aren't you just going to like stop? Like, come on. It really was a lazy chase sequence. And, and there was another time when the villain, Matt Smith, was like running towards Morbius and Morbius was like sensing the wind and it was in slow mo- it was so stupid it was in slow motion and it lasted for about three minutes of Morbius like just looking around as the wind was in slow motion and then Matt Smith was running towards him and then he ended up like jumping in front of the train and getting oh. carried away in the wind it looked so stupid but also it was just weird editing yeah and the way matt smith was running towards morbius uh, michael the charletto he was like running towards him it was it was just hilarious he was like running in slow motion that was just a really weird bit and then he just flies because of the wind of course that old that old chestnut the wind equals Uh, ah funny joke i found something hilarious 
You know, the doctor, I don't know if it's the doctor. There's so many doctors in this film. The carer, I guess. Yeah. You know, the carer at the beginning of the film is like, yeah, hey, be nice to him. And then when it's 25 years later, he hasn't aged a day. <laughs> he looks the exact same. I think he might have a beard, but other than that, he's just the same. He doesn't it's look head shorter, like, I guess. Come on, like. You're not even going to try a my... little bit. I don't even know if that, like, opening... It might have been a reshoot because it makes... So, first of all, the carer doesn't age. Second of all, they give... So, throughout the film, Milo has a cane. And before he gets powers, Michael, he has, like, two crutches. But then in the flashback, Michael has a cane... And Milo has two crutches, like what, like what, what, like to the point where, when we were walking up back from the cinema, you thought that they were each other when actually, like what, like uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> does it make any sense? It doesn't make sense. Why are they in Greece? Why is no one speaking Greek? Why are they in Greece? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wait. This whole time, like I did not re- realize that. They were in Greece. Like when I looked at it, it's like, oh, okay, Greece. And then he just goes to New York. It's so bizarre. It's not even properly explained why they're in Greece. It's just something. But the villain, let's talk about the villain. Matt Smith, he has carried this film. I feel sorry for Matt. He's like carrying this whole thing and he's like so good at his role in this film. He's he is so good. He's got so much charisma and he's really hamming it up as well. Like he's not. He knows that he's in a bad film and he's just having fun. There's a scene where he's dancing in front of the mirror and it's just like a really fun scene and everything. Like, yeah, he 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 is basically just like an evil vampire. He has what a lot of superhero origin stories have on, on film. You know, like just an evil, it's like the same powers as the hero, but evil. So he's not that like inventive as a character, but Matt Smith really makes the role his own. Yeah, and the way how he embodies the vel- uh, the villain as well, like throughout the film, and there was a little like change. You can see he wants the blood, or the the thing. I don't know what it's called with the blood. I, it's not explained. Like, oh, can I have the 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 thing, please? It needs. I I'm sick of this disease that's spreading to my in, in my body. And then that change when he goes to see Michael in that cage in not cage in prison. And then he starts walking without the cane. It's a great reveal. They've basically taken the same reveal from the usual suspects. Yes. Um, yes. They just did yeah. the same thing. Um, oh, yeah, and I, I appreciated that. But it, it was a weird, like, because it was a very obvious twist. Like, why didn't they show him? Twist. Why didn't they show his, like, process of, of taking the, yeah. the serum? Like, that would be an interesting scene. Yeah, but no, we just saw him walking. <laughs> Wow, guys, he's cured. He's walking now. I just found some really funny bits in the film with Matt Smith. Uh, there's one scene where he was just dancing in front of the mirror, half naked, with just like, yeah, just dancing. And just like, oh, hell yeah, this is Matt Smith. And then <laughs> there's one other scene where he just stares at Martin and <laughs> Michael just kissing. <laughs> yeah, the one time they have a kiss, or like the, the first time, should I say, he's just... It just cuts to Matt Smith watching them on a bridge. <laughs> and he doesn't even do anything with that information. It's like, he's like, oh, okay, they love each other. So I'm going to, like, kill her 
kind of. But then she's alive at the end because she drinks Morbius's blood, which is something that they didn't establish. But I guess it's, it's just a vampire thing. It just, oh, it's so lazy. It's so lazy. Yeah, it's nothing and it's lazy. And it wasn't like nothing. I, I don't know what else to say about. Oh, yeah, the carer, he just dies. He just gets killed by Milo. It, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing significant about it. Like, I mean, I guess with Milo, you know, trying to, you know, say, Milo, you you changed a lot, bro. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like blood now. So, um, yeah, I guess just... so. Like, there's a scene at the beginning where he gets beaten up by a group of like kids, and then like when the kids leave, like he kind of snaps and he starts like kicking one of the ones that that he had hit and. It felt very much like a lecture in Amazing Spider-Man 2. We've introduced the fact that this guy may, maybe has a screw loose, that maybe this person's got some, like, you know, anger issues, but we they just don't explore that. Like, we don't see no. anything further. And so it's he just seems like an absolutely fine guy with a bit of a chip on his shoulder at the beginning. And then he's just like, as soon as he gets the blood, then he snaps. And it's like, you could show him that he always has had that darkness inside of him. There's so much development of characters they just don't do. The whole film... Morbius has two FBI guys like tracking him. Oh my god! They do literally nothing throughout the whole film other than deliver exposition. They don't like add any stakes. The only thing they do is put Michael in prison, but he breaks out so easily. It's ridiculous. Yeah, another thing that I want to point out with like Milo's backstory and the FBI stuff, it's nothing like consistent. Like they could show like motivation for him, like you know. He wants to fight against the world, you know. People bullied him, and he wants to fight back. And there was one other one I I forgot um, that had that. Like, um, oh no, I was, I'm not going to compare to Bane. I'm not going to compare to Bane. Um, Don't you dare! Not, <laughs> not no. the genius of Bane. No, no, sorry. Um, my, no, like um, a villain's backstory. You know, I don't know. It's a bit hard. Yeah, something like that. You know, like to show his motivation. But no, he just like gets the blood and just like. We can do whatever we want. And that line, whatever we want, that's not really specified for his motivation. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can walk, he can do whatever we want. But then there was no, nothing like the darkness inside him, of him. But he, at the beginning, he's a charisma, a charisma guy. He's, like, enjoying life and everything. But... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he... He's so like everyone is so underdeveloped. There are no arcs, and at the end, he's like, "Oh, when when Morbius kills him, he's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm your friend, and you just killed me.' And we don't get any time for Morbius to like maybe sit with that decision. We don't like, yeah. like, oh, I, ah, it's so, it's not good. It is, it is very similar to the first Venom, and if and and you can see our video on the two Venom films, but like this is so much worse. It really. Like, and I was, I was expecting it to be bad, but not this bad. Like, come on, like, come on. Like the, I couldn't even tell you one, one good scene in the film. That's, that's pretty bad. I don't know what's wrong with this. Oh yeah. And the FBI guys, they did nothing. They just like walked around like, Hey, we found something. And then oh, there was one bit that I just couldn't stop laughing when, when the FBI guys was just like on the computer and he just literally has no clue what he's doing, but the screen just helped him. Just like his hands yeah. in the right place. Oh, I hate when films like you know, like they just go get the character, they just click random buttons, and then <laughs> yeah, just just clacking yeah. away, and then and then the computer's like, oh, you want this very specific thing? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was and and there were a lot of like really 
bad attempts at comedy. For example, there's one moment where the guys, where one of the FBI agents is like, oh, I brought holy water. And it's like, why, why just, uh, it's not funny. It's really not funny. It's, it's not funny. Can we talk about, before we wrap up, can we talk about the post credit scene scenes? I hate this post credit scene. I really do. <laughs> so the post credit scene reveals that I don't know how, but the vulture somehow has transported to this universe. Yeah, I think the idea is because the sky opens. I'm pretty sure the idea is that whatever happened at the end of No Way Home, when all the multiverses began to kind of seep into one, Vulture came in. But that that begs the question, though, how come all the Spider-Man and all of the villains and Venom all came to the MCU and then went straight back? How come Vulture stays in this new universe? It That doesn't make any sense. It's so confusing. Like, it's not properly explained. And we don't know which universe this is in. He just looks like he's just been transported back to somewhere. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of something. You know, in No Way Home, there's, like, the, the spell, like, uh, that the villains know Peter Parker. Why isn't Vulture in there? Because he's not dead and he's not from another universe, I guess. I don't really know. Maybe maybe he's already in the Morbius universe at that point. I don't know. But it very it seems like in the second post credit scene, which is another really weird and nonsensical scene, they meet up and Vulture, who has made himself a new suit, which doesn't make any sense because Asian Tombs didn't make the suit and he doesn't have the Chitauri weaponry in this world. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And then like whatever. he comes in, he's like, "Hey, we should we should team up." And it's just it's just Sony wanting to do the Sinister Six again. And it's like, guys, this is not how you do it. <laughs> like, like No Way Home was actually like an interesting way to do it because and obviously it didn't really do it, but having multiple villains because not not just because they'd already been set up, but because it's not like a thing that they like plan, you know? It's not like a thing that you've set up. It's just like they're all here, they all want to get Spider-Man. So they decide in that moment to band together. It's not like a kind of thing where they're like, oh, we're gonna plan to be nefarious, you know? Like we don't even know if Spider-Man exists in this Venom Morbius universe. It's just like ah. It's going to ruin, like, the character arc for Morbius. Like, he's trying to, like, protect people, and he's like, let's do some good, and then just trying to attack Spider-Man. I don't know. This is not properly explained or something. Now, what are we going to give it out of? Oh, I mean, that's just a good question. I mean, personally, I think Matt Smith is the only thing that I actually liked about this film. I'm going to say one out of ten. I'm going to have to agree with you, because nothing else really stands out to me. Soundtrack yeah. score? No. Acting? 99% goes to Matt Smith. Matt Smith deserves an award for doing such a good job in such a bad film. Cinematography was just messy. Editing, so inconsistent. Story, boring. The story was just boring. It's just nothing really compelled me to like, oh my God, this is so moving. But no, there wasn't really anything to that. One out of ten. This is worse than Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes, not without a doubt. Um, but hey, we never have to watch it ever again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please don't watch Morbius. Do anything else with your time. Please um, um, don't go and see the guy who said Marvel Flicks will keep on... Uh, well, save cinema. It did not save cinema. There's other things that save cinema, you, you moose. You can tell that we're depressed already from talking about this. Yeah, there's uh, there's no there's nothing left. There's there's no no emotions 
remain other than just pain. That rhymed though, so it's getting better very slowly. And hopefully, we'll get to see a good film. We don't. Fantasy Beast might be good, but I'm not really holding out many much hope. But Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog Two, that'll be good. That'll be fun. Yes, hopefully, we got the posters. We got them. We got them posters from uh, Senior. Just like walking out the cinema, like, oh my god, this uh, the, the Sonic Two Hedgehog posters, and we're like, yes, this 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 the will Sonic help Two her. Hedgehog. Wait, did I just say that? Oh my God. You said Sonic 2 Hedgehog. <laughs> 2 Sonic 2 Hedgehog. Hell uh, yeah. You, you can tell this this is ruining our brains talking about Morbius. No, we just yeah. saw the posters and we're like, Sonic, yeah. Just like, <laughs> wait, what What did we give Sonic um, out of 10? The first one. Um, I mean, when I watched, when we first watched it, I don't know what you gave it, but I think I gave it like a six. I think it gave it seven or a six. Nice. I mean, that, that's miles better than, than Morbius, at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a fun one, but no. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you enjoyed it, please, for us, give it a like and subscribe if you want to see more. As I said, we did Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. So, you know, you can check out our thoughts and all that. And next week, we're going to be doing Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. It's not going to be as bad as Morbius. I really <laughs> hope not, at least. Uh, let's hope it fixes that franchise. But one day we'll one day we'll do a good film on the pod again <laughs> one <Maybe>. day <laughs> i promise yeah. it's coming and yeah if you want to follow us you can follow us on twitter and instagram at outside film pod and if you want to email us tell us your thoughts on morbius or ask us any questions or anything we'll add some on the podcast if you email us outside film pod at gmail.com thank you for listening be safe take away you're given give nothing back goodbye goodbye <laughs>